All right. Here we go, Greg. Good afternoon. Hump day. Hump day. New intro music for you guys. What we got here, Wade? This is good. Okay. Another local artist. The name of the song is Ready. Off of the Hood 3 mixtape. That, looks, that sounds good. Sounds good. How you guys doing today? Thank you to all our viewers. Welcome in to all our listeners. This is Wavy. I'm Gray. And this is the Wavy and Gray podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, a lot of exciting content to cover today. Uh, so much that we want to go over and get out to you guys. Um, a lot of questions and a lot of great material. We've got a lot of good stuff today on the show. Uh, as usual, we're going to run it down in pretty traditional fashion. We're going to have our little open dialogue segment here, just kind of talking about some of the topics um, that didn't make it into the full show, into their own section of the show, but uh, we still feel are relevant. And uh, open up talking about Drew Brees a little bit, rolling into the hot topic from there. Tis the season. We're going to bring in some, uh, some more Christmas questions for all of you guys this week. Raina's back. Well, not back in the house, but uh, back with another not question. Not here today. Nope. Uh, so Raina's got a question for us today. Hers, hers is about kind of letting, seeing behind the curtain, if you will, right? Get, yeah. <laughs> seeing someone's hand. Um, all right. Then we've got our top five quarterbacks. So today, instead of doing a power ranking on the show, Wave and I are going to break down who we feel are our top five quarterbacks as we rank them Uh Mostly from our generation is what we're focusing on. Um, and then we got our picks for you this week. We got the hometown spotlight, and that's going to bring us to the end of episode twelve, which is uh, which is really exciting, man. We're starting to get we're starting to climb a little episode bit. Episode twelve, our first dozen episodes yeah. out of the way, uh, and man, what a good good damn. What a good damn episode this one's going to be. Yeah, I let, like it. You know, let, let's jump right in. And I mean, you know, definitely got to shoot a big congratulations out to Drew Brees. Um, Drew Brees did something that many thought would happen. They thought it would, you know, obviously happen with Drew Brees, Brees being one of the greats of the game now. Um, but we were wondering with that injury, would it happen this year? Right. Um, and he was able to break the former record held by Peyton Manning. By my guy Peyton. By Peyton Manning with uh, the most touchdowns in NFL history. And the thing about Breeze that's incredible is how quiet these record records come. Oh, right? yeah, man. He is, man, he is a, like, if you want to, if you want to play for a quarterback, you want to play for someone like Breeze, right? He's going to always represent the team well. He's going to represent his, his, peers well he's representing the organization everybody who has any influence in his life he, he represents them well and all of the records that he accomplished couldn't go to a better guy and his humble nature about the way that he does his job I respect a lot as well absolutely I just think that like Drew Brees does so much and throws the ball around and has been in the game for a very long time um, you know obviously it's a really big accomplishment uh, uh, he's actually active, um, and then you have in third place right now. You have Brady, who's actually active. So, uh, battling yep. out for that record as they kind of come down the back stretches of their careers um, is is very nice. But uh, Drew Brees also on Thanksgiving had um, 
he what he joined Brett Favre with the uh, second in career pass attempts. So like he's he's accomplishing a lot of things as we kind of roll and uh, go on through. But now, obviously, having that touchdown record is, is huge. And he looks to kind of expand on that and kind of push that record as, again, he's still active in the league. Yeah, I, I kind of see him and Brady going back and forth on that. Obviously, Brady's, Brady's going to eclipse, um, you know, Manning's as well this year. And it's going to be Brady and kind of Breeze uh, just chasing each other. Mm-hmm. But the other night when I was watching Breeze break the record, I was sitting thinking to myself, I'm glad he did it before Brady did. Right, even though I think that they could be passing this record around, and and Brady may end up, um, you know, when's all said and done between both of their careers, Brady may end up with more touchdowns than Breeze. But I was glad that Breeze got the recognition of breaking the record first. It would have been just another kind of notch for Tom Brady, right? Yeah, um, sure. Brady wouldn't have made a big deal out of it because obviously Super Bowls to him is the only thing that matters. Um, but it would have just been another record, another like spotlight on Brady and it would have taken away from the fact that Breeze is right there with him. So by Breeze doing it before Brady, I think it, it just gives Breeze an opportunity to be recognized. And for all of us to even just slow down and think about Drew Breeze yeah. as he kind of sits in the background most of his most of his career is just not a forefront guy. So it, having him be the one that beats Peyton, um, I think is just great because now everybody thinks about how accomplished Drew Brees is and how great of a quarterback that we've been able to like watch for the last 12 seasons. And and as we talk about him breaking the record, the craziest part of it on Monday night, he broke another Mm -hmm. single game record, which was the most uh, single game completion percentage. Missed one. Drew Brees went 29 for 30 and he passed Phillip Rivers. Oddly enough, we know Phillip Rivers throwing Mm -hmm. a bunch of interceptions, but oddly enough, Phillip Rivers held that record previously last year. He went 28 for 29. Yeah. But Drew Brees just passed him 96.7% completion percentage. What an amazing job. And uh, what a great game by Brees, uh, again, as he eclipsed that all-time record. so He's an absolute stud, man. Um, all-time touchdown leader, most pass completions, yeah. um, passing yards, Highest single season completions yeah. percentage. A lot of these notes I had for our top five coming up. But, I mean, you run down the list. Breeze is standing on top of the mountain on a lot of big, big personal quarterback accomplishments. And uh, it'll be interesting to see where he falls on your nice top five later. But um, I, I'm glad we slow down and kind of recognize him off the top here because he does deserve to have his own kind of moment for what he just achieved. Hats off to Drew Brees from the uh, Wavy and Gray podcast. Yeah, I mean, when he, the, I think the most exciting part of this is like when he passed Peyton Manning for the top passer with the most yards, it was on a 62-yard bomb. Mm. Like, just the way he does right. this stuff and the way he passes these accomplishments is, is amazing. And so um, hats off to you. Drew Brees from the Way Being Great podcast. Absolutely. Uh, stay tuned a little later. Like we said, we got the uh, top five NFL quarterbacks um, from our perspective. Yeah. Uh, and you guys feel free to make your own list. We we love lists. We love lists. Make your own. We need people submitting things. actually responses because we've put out some great questions. Oh, for sure. I feel like in the first eleven episodes uh, that have that have fallen mute, if you will, uh, with our listeners. Grab your phones. 
Let us know who your top five are. Vibraphones, yeah. Wavy, and Gray podcast. You can search that bad boy on And Tyler Google. Simmons, I'm calling yeah, you out. Up. I want a response Ooh. from you, Tyler Ooh, Simmons. That's a personal call That's my out. brother, Tyler Simmons. Shout out to him out there in Broncos country. Shout out to Tyler Simmons out in Broncos country. Uh, we are, again, guys, live here in the Sophie Lane yeah. Lounge where it is Green Bay town. Green Bay, so it sure go is. pack, go baby. Um, and one more thing before we get out of here on the open dialogue. This past weekend, Chocolate City, our softball team, hmm. took home the championship. Um, we went ahead and won first place. So shout out to Chocolate City. Uh, definitely got to make sure we note that. Shout out to Wave while we're in the opening dialogue here. Shout out to Wave for his birthday. What was it? Two days ago. Birthday was December fourteenth. December fourteenth. Uh, yeah, and uh, happy birthday. Another Chocolate City member's birthday was December seventeenth, which was Sammy. Um, and we got a bunch of December birthdays. You know, we got December. We got December twenty sixth, December 29th. We got. Uh, we had some November. I have a buddy birthday. whose birthday is Christmas of, Day. Bunch of birthdays. So. Happy birthday to every single one of my December babies. Yep. All right. And with that, let's turn the page and find out what Raina's got in store for us. No, we got hot topic. We got Christmas. Hit the Christmas hot topic. I didn't wear my I can put you on the naughty list shirt for nothing, baby. Come on. Come on. So we're going to go ahead and hit that. Let's, Let's tap right into that. And I'll go ahead. I'll get this one started here for the hot topic. All right. Uh, so today's hot topic, guys, do your kids still believe in Santa? Do your kids still believe in Santa? And and is it important for kids to believe in Santa? You know, like, I mean, I think, I guess I'll go ahead and start or no, I'll ask the question. You, you go ahead and start, Greg. Okay. So the question is, so this is, this is our hot topic, but it's also, Wave's first kind of open it up personal segment teeing us up in the question part of the show. I love it. All right. So what is it? Run it down one more time. Do kids still believe in Santa? All right. So do kids still believe in Santa? Is it important for kids to believe in Santa? So I have a nine-year-old and an eight-year-old. And and we were talking before we came on here today about some of the things that we do in my house to kind of keep that Santa magic imagination and magic and everything going. Um, but my kids absolutely believe in Santa. And it's funny because if they ask us for something and, and we're like, man, I just don't know. That's a lot of money. And they're like, no worries. I'll ask Santa. Right. Right. And so like, they're like, no worries. I got, I got somewhere I can go with this request. Um, but so they definitely believe in Santa. And what I was telling you before um, with the whole like, well, we don't have a chimney. How's Santa going to get into the house kind of thing? So what we do for that is we actually have a Santa Claus key uh, that we put on the front door that only Santa can use that fits in our door lock to, uh, to get into our house to put the presents in there. Um, so we actually, we want to make sure that we can keep Santa alive. And I think it's good for kids to believe in Santa because all in all, it's just Christmas magic, which I think all of us um, kind of have Christmas magic inside of us. So there you go. Yeah, I I think so. I think that it's a it's good morally wise, right? It's good uh, just like for that Christmas feeling, that Christmas spirit. Obviously, last week we talked about the whole shopping experience ruining some traditions. I think this is one of those Christmas traditions that are great for kids. It gives kids something to believe in, and again, like it even for the parents, like it takes some of that onus off of the parents where 
you know, your kid's asking you for this and that, and you, you don't want to always be seen as the person gifting them with everything. But having someone that they can turn to as a, hey, I've been good all year. Like, let me make my list. Let me get it over. Um, having that Santa magic, I think, is absolutely needed. Um, and I, I do really like it just for the simple fact that um, it kind of gives the parent a, a release and a break. Um, so not everything's on you. If your kid's favorite toy or something like this, you know, you were able to get them one of two things off their list. Now we can kind of tie back to, yeah, you know, Santa's been watching all year. You know, maybe Santa will grab it. Maybe Santa this. So it takes the burden of having to just be this super parent off your back because it gives it gives kids like a, a, a Christmas superhero to mm -hmm. look forward to. Um but the reason that I even brought this up in the discussion and kind of wanted to speak on it is because, you know, many times we want to get the Christmas presents wrapped up and put them all under the tree. But, you know, where are those parents that are waiting until Christmas Eve hiding the present? It was always like a really cool thing. My parents hiding the present. I'm just like, there's no presents under the tree. Like, oh, my God, like what's going on? And hiding the presents for Christmas Eve when we could then bring everything out and, you know, see all the presents under the tree. Um, I just feel like parents nowadays are doing it for, they're just doing it for, you know, the likes or doing it for the whole, hey, I bought a million presents for my kid, this and that. But the kid's not getting that Santa experience because Santa don't deliver Christmas presents 15 days early. Santa don't deliver Christmas. He delivers Christmas presents on Christmas Eve. So I think the parents should just kind of go back to that, let their kids live their childhood out, uh, believing in, you know, Santa and then believing in Christmas and any other beliefs and faiths that you guys have. Absolutely feel free to instill them. But I definitely think we should let the kids have that freedom of that belief. Oh, big time. I, I know for my kids, Christmas is by far their favorite holiday. And I think it comes down to more than just the presents. I think it's everything that Christmas encompasses, that whole season and decorating the house and lights, um, focuses at school throughout the week and like Christmas carols and, and all of those things. And, and Santa's obviously the ringleader in that magic. And well, for some people, right? Right. <laughs> and um, but uh, so I think Santa's important. Having the Christmas spirit is important. And um and, and it is a fun time of year. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But um, we want to know, guys, like, please, again, we want to know if you guys think that, you know, your kids believing in Santa is such a big deal or, you know, do you want the recognition for buying the gifts? Like, what is it? Just give us some feedback. Obviously, again, Wavy and Great Podcast. Uh, that's Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. And you guys, please let us know because... This is a hot topic. I feel like, you know, a lot of parents can kind of jump in and, and give their sides of the story on. Because, or do you tell your kids that Santa's not real? Yeah, telling your kids, <laughs> telling your kids that Santa's not real. Um, again, I, I just think it's a it's a personality thing. Like, if you want to be the person known for, oh, I bought all my kids these gifts. Like, that's kind of a Grinch mentality. You know what I mean? But if you want the kids to enjoy it and uh, have something, you know, definitely. Let them believe in Santa Claus. I think it's pretty dope. Yep, absolutely. So that's uh, that's me and Gray's take here on that. 
Uh, next up, guys, we actually have Raina's Corner. And Raina has another burning hot question for us. So we're going to go ahead and jump right in there. And obviously, you know how we get Raina's Corner started. What do we got this week from Raina? What do we got? What do we got? Okay, so Raina here reading it is the truth behind one question. So is, is the question, if you could know the truth behind one unanswered question, what would it be? Does that sound right? That is exactly how Raina has it stated. Okay. Um, if you can find, if you can know the truth behind one burning question that has been just going on forever and ever, you know. Um, and for me, the one answer, right? Um, there's a lot of them, guys. I mean, think about it. Who killed JFK, right? Mm -hmm. There's there's a lot, you know. Was it the magic bullet? Is all these different things. Um, for me, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little differently here. Uh, the Zodiac Killer. The Zodiac Killer was never caught, and the Zodiac Killer struck um, and uh, killed a few people. But it was crazy because he struck within a couple of different time periods. So it was to the point where they were wondering. Is this the same guy? It's a lot older now, so is it the same guy? But I want to know, who is the Zodiac Killer? That way we could kind of give these families of the victims... So out of all the questions in the history of mankind, you want to know about the Zodiac Killer? I want to know about the Zodiac Killer. I mean, I understand there's a lot of questions out there, but I want to bring this person to justice. All right. There's a lot going on, you know? Obviously, I could even tie into, like, I mean, there, there's a lot. So like, I have written like, down here, that's what we I could learn about 9-11. We could learn about the Big Bang versus creation. The JFK part I have written down. Other people might ask, why didn't the Seahawks call a running play with Marshawn Lynch to win, with Marshawn Lynch to win the Super Bowl? <laughs> like, what was behind that? Right? Why right. didn't you make that call? Um, Again, so you're going with Zodiac Killer. Again, there's a lot. But, I mean, here's the thing, right? <laughs> Again, and it was a Northern California thing, an unidentified serial killer who killed at least in the late 1960s to the early 1970s, right? So they're looking for this guy, a killer, and they're looking for a span of crimes within a decade. Mm -hmm. And so this person who has not been identified, they're wondering, okay, so who is it? Who could it be? Killing these people in these different cities, different counties. Um, so it's, it's something like that. And yes, it's a lot older. And yes, there are a lot of burning questions. I understand the Big Bang Theory. Is Jesus real? Uh, is Santa Claus real? <laughs> no, I'm just joking about the Santa Claus. But but there there are a lot of burning desires. But I want to know who the Zodiac is. All right. So, so, there, so there you have it. If you want to know the answer um, <laughs> to who the Zodiac Killer was... Uh, my man Wave, if he could have the answer to one question, he would have the answer for you. He's choosing Boom, baby. All right, I'm going with Big Bang versus Creation. 
right? And so raising, I, I'm raising my two boys, and it, 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 there's not a lot of huge religious focus in my house, okay? Mm-hmm. But my kids question stuff like that. And one of the questions is, is um, you know, something like creation, right? Um, versus like Big Bang and like what I believe. And so I, I don't know where I side on it and whatever, but I would love to know the answer to that because so much of our history, wars, existence are based off of what starts with the creation idea, you know, that, that God created everything um, versus Big Bang. So how many wars would have not happened if we had the answer to stuff like that? How would that change history if we could just check mark that and move on because it, it, it changes everything behind it or it supports everything behind it, right? Right. So it, we would have a definitive answer to maybe life's most unanswered question. So that's what I'm going with, Raina. Did Raina submit what, what one question she would want to answer for? She did not. Okay. Well, oh, she did. What was hers? <laughs> she actually did. Do you, you don't remember? What was it? Did Epstein kill himself? Okay, did Epstein kill himself? <laughs> all right, so Raina had that. We right. all know the answer to that. <laughs> so that was Raina's question, right? I went on the opposite side. Um, I went to uh, to how did life start, basically, and um, or exactly. So that that's Raina's question this week. What else you got for this segment here, wife? Man, I I, I like that. I, I do. I like that. That that that's really cool. And yeah. Obviously, there's a lot of speculation behind 9-11. I mean, come on now. Like, we all know that (laughs) the world's tallest buildings wouldn't be built to just be able to be taken down by an airplane and jet fuel can't burn that still. So, clearly, there's something else going on back there. Um, You know, and so that 9-11 was huge. JFK again with the magic bullet. Um, there's, There's a lot of questions. Like, why not run? The number one guy down in the red zone in the Super Bowl. That's what one the, question I have. What the hell are what the one hell question are we, I have? What the hell are we doing? You know, mm-hmm. like what what is going on? So there there are a lot of mind blowing things. Um, and one more recently that comes to mind. Um, why can't Josh Gordon stop abusing hmm. substances? Right. Man, <laughs> so Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon just got suspended mm-hmm. again. Why can't he stop? abusing substances he's given so many opportunities so many um i believe this is now the fifth time he's been suspended so a, a lot of questions a lot of burning desires um and i'm sure another question you guys have what's gonna be reina's outro music if you guys <laughs> want to know the answer here it is ladies and gentlemen Ari, Ari. hey 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 I think we found the perfect combination I love that one. between Raina's Corner intro and Raina's Corner outro. I think we found a great combination. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for the first half of the show. We're going to kick you guys over to our sponsors here at Anchor.fm. Again, this is Wavy. I'm Gray. And this is the Wavy and Gray podcast. We will Stay be tuned. back in a moment. Sweet.
Jackson. Rashad Penny inside the 10. Touchdown. Robinson! And he makes the catch. Caught by Brown. Touchdown, New England. All right, welcome back, everybody. New, new kind of setup this week to our top five power rankings. And, and I, the reason I want to do it is, be, is I've been hearing a lot of other people doing it. Everybody's kind of talking about the greatest quarterbacks of all time this week because of, of what Drew Brees has accomplished, what Tom Brady's on, you know, on pace to accomplish, um, Manning recently. So people are starting to kind of reflect on some of the personal achievements and, and how they would rank their top five quarterbacks of all time. So here on the Wavy and Gray podcast, I came to uh, Wave this afternoon, asked him if he wanted to do kind of our top five ranking. He was down with it. So, uh, so this week for the top five here at the Wavy and Gray podcast, we will be ranking, in our opinions, uh, the top five quarterbacks of all time. And I kind of put a spin on it from the standpoint of who would I want um, on my team as my quarterback if I was going to choose a quarterback. And I think it's fair to say also that we kind of stuck with uh, within range of people that uh, we've had the opportunity to kind of view as we've been growing up. Is that right? That's correct. That is correct. And um, I, I think it's it's a pretty cool like thing to do, especially like having the top five. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of controversy around our top five because we're we've been around in different eras, right? We we weren't around that I'm for old. the we weren't around for the early eras, right? I I didn't watch Joe Montana play. I watched Steve Young play some, you know. I didn't watch a lot of these older guys play, but I've watched some guys that were influential in what I think was the overall game, and then what I think you know they were influential in their era. So sure. that's kind of how we're basing our list. So I kind of brought this to the table to you this afternoon. And so I want to be hospitable and allow you to go first with your top five quarterbacks of all time. Start with uh, maybe your fifth, work your way up to who you rate as uh, your all-time greatest quarterback. So here's where I want to go. My number five all-time quarterback, and again, where, where, where my standpoint is most influential for the game and most influential impact um, and I'm going to go Michael Vick. For who I've seen, my number five is Michael Vick. That's a great choice. Now, the reason Michael Vick is my number five. Love Vick. There's a lot of stuff that went on with Vick, but the Michael Vick in Atlanta, Yeah. Michael Vick could throw the ball. And, and at the time, the knock on running quarterbacks was you could either run or you could throw. That was the knock. Michael Vick could throw the hell out of a football, and he could run it like crazy. Uh, and, and Michael Vick's come up a lot recently because Lamar Jackson, another guy, like I said, that I feel like has been influenced by Michael Vick. Um, a lot of these quarterbacks that are running, that have that running presence, Michael Vick kind of started that and showed... I don't want to say he started it because there were obviously the Randall Cunninghams. There were some Donovan McNabb, Tyce Warren, Moons. Again, I didn't get to see a lot of these guys. And what Michael Vick brought, I just thought number five out of a top five list, most influential to the game and what he brought. I definitely had to go with Michael Vick there just because I think he was impactful for the overall direction of the game, especially right now. Dude, one of my all-time favorite years in uh, pro football, being a fan, 
was the year that Vic got out of prison for his dog stuff and the season that he threw down, down. on the NFL that year was a ton of fun and uh, Michael Vick is an absolute badass. I love that choice. Who you got in your four slot? In my number four slot, I got your hometown guy, John Elway. Now, I got John Elway here. I had the misfortune of watching John Elway mm-hmm. march his team down to defeat my Green Bay Packers in the Super Bowl. Greatest Super Bowl won, of all time. Which I do think was one of the better Super Bowls. Um, but John Elway, I think John Elway is just a tough son of a bitch. Like, um, a lot of a lot of what I see in Brett Favre, I see in John Elway is just tough. You know, hard nose. He's a he's a competitor. Um, he could throw the hell out of a football. Uh, he was a lefty. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of different things. But I think he's definitely an accomplished quarterback, a Hall of Famer. And I absolutely think he deserves a spot on this list because I think he could transcend generations. And with quarterbacks, it's hard to say that most times. But his toughness. And if he could have been protected by some of these rules that these quarterbacks have now and just set back, pick you apart, uh, pick the hole, run through it, I think it would have been, he would have been even better and had so many more accolades like the Drew Brees, the Peyton Mannings, different things like that. So John Elway in my number four slot. All right. Go Broncos. I I, I feel like he should be a little bit higher, but that's fine. So how about uh, who's your number three? My number three is is the guy that got me watching the Green Bay Packers. It is the legend, Brett Favre. It is the guy who set all kinds of freaking records. and Most picks thrown of all time. Insane. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> but Brett Favre. Brett Favre had all of the records before the Peyton Mannings came around. Before, you know, because the Packers were a running team. We're never an air-it-out team. But Brett Favre was in the league for so long, he set the record for the most consecutive starts. Yeah. The most consecutive starts. And this is at a time where the quarterback was not protected. That quarterback was getting blown up. That rough in the passer penalty was a joke back in the day. And so for Brett Favre to tough it out, make every single start, um, you know, making the tough starts when his dad passed away. Yeah. Um, making the a, a lot of a he, lot of different. He threw things. three touchdowns that day. I think. Yeah, he he went off against mm-hmm. the Raiders. Raiders fans still are crying over that game. But Brett Favre is my toughest guy, and I think that Brett Favre, he was a gunslinger. He might have thrown five touchdowns. He that threw game. too many interceptions, and this is why he's not ranked higher. And this is why he's not even my number one quarterback in Green Bay. He throws the ball away too much, but. Brett Favre for what he was, he had a damn good arm, over 71,000 yards, over 10,000 pass attempts, over 6,300 completions, um, over 500 touchdowns, like a great guy, and my number three, Brett Favre, the all-time pack. I love Favre. I got him on my list as well. Who you got in uh, number two? Number two slot. I've had this argument with a lot of my friends, um, and my number one and two, it's it's Tom Brady. Tom Brady is my number two. Now, again, Tom Brady is a competitor. I don't care what anybody else says about Tom Brady. You can hate the hell out of the Patriots. I absolutely despise 
the Patriots, right? But Tom Brady as a competitor, Tom Brady as a football player, he's not the most athletic. He's not the most talented. He's not the most nothing. But Tom Brady gets out on that field and he holds his team accountable. He wants to win. He delivers the football where it needs to be and still going over 40 right now and still winning Super Bowls. Uh, I got to tip my hat to Tom Brady. Yeah, he's lost a couple Super Bowls, and others will say Joe Montana again. I've never watched Joe Montana win a fucking Super Bowl. So I cannot come here and speak to Joe Montana's successes. I don't know. So, Tom Brady, all-time winning this quarterback, he's going to be my number two guy. All right, so who you got in your top spot? Who's your number one greatest quarterback of all time. My number one greatest quarterback, and I don't want anyone to believe that this is any bias, because if there were bias, I would have put Brett Favre over Tom Brady. But Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback (laughs) in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers, the most talented quarterback in the NFL. Um, The things that Aaron Rodgers does, no one ever talked about quarterbacks throwing off their back foot or throwing in awkward positions and getting the ball 50 yards down the field. No, none of this stuff, right? None none of it. And Aaron Rodgers was such a great quarterback. Even sitting back and practice. How many Super Bowls does Aaron Rodgers run? Again, I don't base this off of Super Bowls, obviously. I could could care less how many Super Bowls you won. Um, When I talk about the most talented quarterback... It doesn't always mean that you're the most talented quarterback with the best team that year that won it all, right? Um, But there are a lot of people that I could have put on this list. But Aaron Rodgers doesn't just throw the ball. You could put you could put Philip Rivers Rivers on the list. He hasn't won anything. Philip Rivers on the list. Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback overall, just for his field presence, his knowledge of the game, his performance, every single thing. Aaron Rodgers is the number one quarterback. Personally, to me, that I've seen play football. He is the most talented. Okay. So you have Vic in the five hole, Elway, Favre, Brady, and Rodgers. All right. So here's my list. Here's what I've got. your list, Gray. All right. And mine's biased as well. There's some bias in mine. Yours is for sure biased. (laughs) I don't have Aaron Rodgers in my top spot. I don't even have Aaron Rodgers in my top five. But I am sticking with the Green Bay Packers for my number five quarterback of all time. I'm going with Brett Favre. Brett Favre was truly one of the first quarterbacks that ever made me root for a team besides the Broncos. Because Brett's, Brett Favre's energy, enthusiasm, skill set, um, his I don't give a shit any like attitude. I'm going to throw the ball around the yard. I'm just a quarterback. Yeah. The way he played the game and the relationships he had with his players – the relationships he had with the people of Green Bay, um, the Packer organization, um, the respect he had for the other teams that he played, where he would just get his ass handed to him, and then he would congratulate the other player on a great hit. I love Brett Favre. Um, you know, to his record, obviously, one Super Bowl, uh, one Super Bowl title, uh, went to the Super Bowl twice. Won three consecutive MVP awards and went to four Pro Bowls. Um, but if I was going to start a football team, um, I would give a lot of consideration to making Brett Favre my quarterback. And uh, he makes my top five list coming at number five. Uh, number four is Brady, only because I have to have him on my list. I am one of those people that's not a Brady fan. 
I'm wondering with Spygate, Deflategate, every single we cheat gate, um, how good is Brady or is it the research they put into their teams and then it's Belichick's brilliance in executing um, against other teams' weaknesses. Where did the Patriots go when Tom Brady got hurt? I mean, they did pretty damn well. They went to the playoffs. They went to they the playoffs. They didn't go to the Super Bowl. No. No. So that's why he's number four. Wow. Because they didn't Brady, go to the Super Bowl. Tom Brady's that guy. He is good. Uh, nine Super Bowl appearances. That shit is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, six Super Bowl titles. Um, I'm going to say a little bit of his greatness is not from his ability, um, but it's from the partnership that he has with his head coach and their brilliance together. Uh, Brady's number four probably should be a little bit higher, but um, I'm not a Patriots fan at all, so Brady's sitting in my four hole. Um, Who you got at number three, Greg? Drew Brees. Drew Brees in the three spots. Um, we talked a lot about the achievements that Brees has done, how quiet he's been about setting these records, um, about being brilliant. I love everything about Drew Brees' personality. He's another one of those guys like Favre that if you're building an organization, uh, they would be a lot of fun uh, to build your organization around just because they're great people, they're great teammates, and they're absolute competitors. And that's what Drew Brees is. We mentioned it before, all-time touchdown leader, most pass completions, most passing yards, and the highest single season completion percentage as well as game the other night going 29 for 30. Uh, Drew Brees, um, he's got a Super Bowl title and uh, hopefully has a chance to get back uh, this year. Last year slipped through his fingers, obviously. Um, Love to see him get one more just for his resume. Because Because of people having conversations like us. Because how many does he have? One. Oh, shit. No yeah. way. He's only got one Super He's not my top spot, though. Hey, but he's, but he's got a lot of spot. accolades. He's got a lot of accolades, though. <laughs> um, but uh, I think, like, Rodgers is probably going to need, just like Breeze is going to need, two's almost like the benchmark now when they start talking about Hall of Fame careers. I doubt it. Like, is Eli going to get in with his two? Eli absolutely gets in. Okay. Eli absolutely gets in because of what Eli's done. Now, Two Super Bowls. What Eli's the done Super Bowls don't recently, matter, right? Here's what, well, here's in that Hall of Fame conversation. Yep. In my conversation of most talented players in the world, um, yeah. there are plenty of... I think Barry Sanders is the most talented running back I do ever. Too. Me too. Barry Sanders never came close to winning. Right. Right? So, the most talented quarterback, sometimes you can make things happen with very little... But you got to have a defense behind you. Brett Favre won a Super Bowl. Brett Favre was a great quarterback, everything, but that defense won a Super Bowl. Yep. Like my man Manning sitting in the number two spot, his Super Bowl title, his second Super Bowl title, uh, Von Miller gave that to him. The Broncos defense gave that to him. Because he could barely throw the ball that year. He could barely throw the ball. Um, But I've got him in my second spot. And the reason I do is because of his intelligence level. Mm -hmm. Nobody is better at reading a defense, calling an audible, Omaha, Omaha, and changing things up than Peyton Manning, right? He is absolutely football brilliant. Um, and, and when he was in his prime and he was coming up, I mean, it, the, the obvi- I mean, obviously we just beat his touchdown record the other night, so obviously he was raising the bar high. Um, he was breaking every record in the book. I remember his second season all in of Denver. All of records. Yeah, all of them. And he did it. He did it with the, with the Broncos in his second set, second season in Denver, um, when he led the highest scoring offense in football history with the Broncos. Um, obviously things fell apart the actual Super Bowl year, and thank goodness for the Broncos defense. 
but on his resume, uh, two Super Bowl titles, four appearances, but I would choose him because of his intelligence level, his, his ability, he's a, an amazing quarterback, but um, I would feel good with my franchise in his hands and his um, just because I know he's going to run everything maniacally, extremely focused and with great detail. And obviously the people want to know because you being a Denver mm-hmm. hometown boy and they've heard all these quarterbacks, they're, they're absolutely wondering, who is your number one quarterback? <laughs> and uh, we're, we're giving it to Elway. Elway in the top spot. He was uh, the, the quarterback I watched growing up. Um, the thing that I love about him and the reason I'm putting him in the top spot is because I watched the teams that he led to five Super Bowls, um, the, all except for the last two. No offensive line, no big play wide receivers, no running game. It was truly Elway that created that, and the people of Cleveland hate him because of that as we took away all of their opportunities, or he single-handedly did. But he went to five Super Bowls, won back-to-back titles. Um, and, and another thing about him was his ability to scramble. And, and Elway made a living off of that, scrambling to the right, throwing across the field with his big arm. Um, absolute stud. Greatest quarterback I've ever watched. I've seen him win titles. I've seen him win big games. And if, and if uh, I'm ranking my top five quarterbacks of all time, John Elway, to me, is the greatest quarterback that ever played in the NFL. So there we go. Wow. John Elway. That's that's actually not horrible, I guess, right? He got to five Super Bowls. Yeah. He won two. Mm-hmm. So the guy with the almost the least amount of Super Bowls. Do you know he was drafted by your, your New York Yankees? I, I do know yeah. that John Elway John Elway was drafted. was drafted by the New York Yankees as well. Hell of an athlete he was uh, coming through Stanford. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what he's he's got an MVP, a Super Bowl MVP, right? Sure does. Yeah, he's, yeah. Got, he's got one, right? Yep, and the other one uh, gave it to TD. TD. Mm-hmm. Oh, that run game he had, huh? Yeah. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> crazy. Aaron Rodgers, yeah. Super Bowl MVP, yeah. and they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Right. So both of our number ones have Super Bowl MVPs. You can't win a Super Bowl, right, without a, a defense because – I mean, you guys, you were talking about before the Packers basically are winning, you know, the Super Bowl because of the defense. We have the number one defense in the league. We have the number one defense in the league both times when Favre won, when Aaron won. Now, when Favre won, Favre didn't get the MVP. Howard got the MVP. Oh, that's right. That's when Howard got the MVP. Yeah, that's right. Big return. Yeah. Big plays down the field. Arguably, Favre could have got it, but Desmond Howard got that. Yep. Aaron Rodgers, though. Mr. Aaron Rodgers, Mr. Aaron Rodgers won that Super Bowl MVP, and he won that Super Bowl. Now Charles Woodson and that defense got us there, for sure. Yeah, but Aaron Rodgers won that Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers is going to be impacted by the same kind of criteria breezes, right? And they talked about it a lot this week, and obviously we're doing our top five on quarterbacks of all time. But uh, how much is only having one Super Bowl? impact one's legacy and Aaron Rodgers right now is sitting in that same area uh, that Drew Brees has been living in with that one uh, with that one Super Bowl and <laughs> God bless Dan Marino sitting on the outside looking in never on these lists because he doesn't even have one mm-hmm. um, so those Super Bowl titles are incredibly important and uh, someone like Aaron Rodgers somebody like Drew Brees for everything that they've accomplished, you just want them to get a second one just so you can guarantee that these incredible talents have a shot at uh, the Hall of Fame. But. For sure. Um, and, you know, just my, my biggest thing with Aaron Rodgers. So, Brett Favre has over 500 touchdowns. 
and over 360 interceptions. Aaron Rodgers on his career, 362 touchdowns, only 82 interceptions. Mm -hmm. Over the last three years, Aaron Rodgers has less than 10 interceptions over the last three full seasons. This is what I mean by like greatness. Like you don't turn the ball over. You don't give the ball up in clutch situations. There were many times when Brett Favre, Eli, and their Super Bowl run, Brett Favre and the Packers had the best team that year. They were at home, NFC, and we lost to Eli Manning because Brett Favre threw an interception in overtime. There are a lot of points that I can point back to that if Aaron Rodgers was in this situation with this kind of team, and that's why I'm excited about this season, not to like get off track here, but it's kind of why I'm excited about the season where our defense is bending but not breaking. And when Aaron Rodgers completely takes over that responsibility of being able to call those audibles, he's in that first year with a brand new coach where it's it's still uncomfortable to just completely take over the game calling the audibles like Peyton Manning because Aaron Rodgers has that ability. He can read the defense. He can make the right call. He can switch from pass to run. He can do all of this, but without that comfortability with the coach, and then we don't want the arguments on the sideline to start to build up this, you know, crap. And now the media is talking about there's a problem between the head coach and quarterback. Um, There's a lot going on there, but I think that Aaron Rodgers, if he can put together a couple of great games down this back stretch, we could definitely be talking about Aaron Rodgers going for a second Super Bowl. Yeah, absolutely. And for him, Ambrose, uh, one one of them is going to come through the NFC, and I hope it is one of those two. So at least they have a chance to play for another for Super Bowl. Sure, two time yeah. MVP, two time All Pro, eight time Pro Bowl, one time Super Bowl champ. Obviously, um, yeah, he's also, not in my top five. Also, I want to I wanna really quick, because uh, as we said, we've been trying to get people kind of, hey, you mm-hmm. know, send us your list. I want to shout out Sammy. Sammy sent in his all-time list. Uh, and Snowman also sent in his all-time list. So Two submissions. Here we go. Sammy's best ever. Now, I'm going to go. They, they put more than five. So I'm going to read them all off just because I'm excited somebody submitted something. So Sammy's all-time best quarterbacks. Tom Brady, Dan Marino, Joe Montana, John Elway, Steve Young, Randall Cunningham, and the heir McNair. Air McNair. Steve McNair, rest in peace. But Steve McNair. And then we have Snowman's submission. Uh, Snowman's top five was actually, let's see, because he had he had a more interesting list. Um, obviously. They are a, a a little more seasoned than me, so they've watched uh, <laughs> they've watched a little more football and uh, some of the older guys. But they have some pretty interesting lists. Uh, so let's see. I got Snowman's. Let me pull it really quickly. All right, cool. So I got Snowman's. His list is as follows. Let's see. Here we go. All right. In no particular order, he said, Montana, Brady, Manning, Elway, and Mike Vick. 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 So, thank you, Snowman. Thank you, Sammy, submitting those lists there. But, um, man, 
That's a great little segment to have there. We're talking and about quarterbacks. It's great because everybody kind of has their own opinion on it, too. And it is a lot based on what generation did you come up you know, watching. Things like that because there was different huge moments in each of those generations mm-hmm. that, uh, that last a lifetime and then leave an impression on the fans at that time. Yeah, for um, sure. Um, all right, so let's hear what your guys' top five are. Hit us with your top five greatest quarterbacks of all time. Uh, give some love to the gram. Let's see your responses on that sucker. Weekly pick'em time. So, rolling into weekly pick'em, guys. Still tied twelve to twelve. As I everyone knows, it is still twelve to twelve. Okay, uh, there, this was seemingly a bye week. Um, as we nodded up, Ravens, Bills, Saints, all won just like we projected. So this week, since I'm at home, I'm gonna have you go first, Gray. Okay. Who you got this Saturday? So, first and foremost, it's Saturday, Sunday night, and Monday night. Now, there are three Saturday games. So, we're going to pick all three of the Saturday games. So, All right. So, here's what I got. Here's the rundown. You got Texans, Bucks starts us off. That's the early morning game. Afternoon games, Bills, Pats. And then the evening edition is uh, Rams at 49ers. So, starting off with the morning game, Tech, the the uh, the Texans versus the Bucks. It's in Florida, but I'm taking the Texans. They're fighting for their season, sitting at nine and five right now. Uh, Bucks are in the mix, kind of at seven and seven, but I think the Texans are better. We talked about before how one week they're up, one week they're down. You never know what's going on with them. I'm looking for them to make a statement this week, dig their heels in the ground, and uh, play some of that badass Texans football uh, that they can play when uh, it seems like that uh, they got all their pieces in place for that weekend. But uh, I'm taking the Texans over the Bucks. This was a tough one for me. I almost went Bucks. Jameis Winston has gone over 400 passing yards in back-to-back games. They've lost Mike Evans. And now Goodwin is out. So I don't know what the hell we're going to get from them. So I went ahead and took the Texans just okay. to be on the safe side. Because now with those weapons down, yeah, where are you going to go? Where are you going to throw the ball, right? Um, so I took. I went ahead and took the Texans. All right, so Bills at Pats. This is me just wanting the Bills to uh, to win this game. Um, they're sitting at 10-4, and four, having one of the greatest seasons that they've had in a crazy long time. Uh, I this is, this is the game they have to win for their franchise because they have played little brother to the Pats for as long as I can remember. I mean, we have to go back to the Jim Kelly days, right? It was from the last time that they had success, and that's when the Pats were down. But since then, it's been the Pats' show. And they've beaten the hell out of the Bills, broken the Bills' hearts. The Bills have got to stop this shit this year and start the climb to the top truly by taking a win from the Pats at Foxborough. Go Bills! Circle the wagons. I originally went with the Bills on this and I went with the Bills just because I want to believe that the Bills are for real. Right. Now, here's the thing. I think the Pats are really going to show us who they are this weekend. And so I'm taking the Pats. But the Bills are not out of the playoffs if they lose this game. So the Bills, I believe, will make the playoffs. But I got the Pats winning this game here. Our first difference. All right, so we're coming down to the final stretch of picks for the season, right? And just a reminder to our to our audience that one of us is getting pied, whoever loses in picks. So this is the first variation that we've had 
in four picks. Yeah. Because three from last week and then the first one. So this is the first variation we've had as we're coming down to the wire of picks. I'm taking the Bills. He's got the Pats. It's in Foxborough. Wish me luck. Uh, and, and then the evening Saturday night game, we got Rams at 49ers. I'm taking the Niners on that one. The Rams have shown me they're just not in it this year. It's I not going to happen. Sure, they're not going to bounce back this year. I thought for sure you were taking the Rams here. Right. You you, you spoke on their that. rise. The Rams won a big game. Or no, they lost they last lost. week, but they yeah. won a big game right. previously. Um, I, I really thought you were going Rams here. I took the 49ers as well. Okay. Um, again, like I said on last episode, Niners have showed me that who they are. Right. Now, even though... They just lost they're to the Atlanta right. They're all right. They're I all think right. that's an okay that's, loss. It might even be a good loss for them. It's an okay loss. Yeah. They just wanted mm-hmm. the Packers to be in the 2C, obviously. But good loss for them. I got the 49ers. Cool. All right, Sunday. Chiefs. Chiefs at, at Bears. Bears. I'll take the Chefs. I got to take the Chefs as well. I mean, the Bears are just done. Yeah. Uh, Green Bay beat up on them last week. Who hasn't beat up on them? Dallas beat up on them. Like, you know, what? where are yeah, they Yeah, they're going? pathetic. Where are they going? And then Monday, Packers at Vikings. I'm taking the Packers. I love my Packers. Go, Pack, go. Wow. Taking the Packers wow. at Minnesota. Packers 11-3, and Minnesota 10-4. Huge, huge game, but I'm taking the Pack. I've never heard my man, <laughs> Dino Marino, Mr. Gray, cheer so damn much for the Packers. But hey. I got the Packers as well, obviously. It's only one variation. I think that the Packers will go ahead and sweep the NFC North, and the Green Bay Packers will go on, maintain their number two seed. If they win out, they maintain the number two seed, and then they win the NFC North. So I think it is the year we win that title. The Vikings have nothing for us. We are going to go in there and absolutely dominate Kirk Cousins. And they may not even have Dalvin Cook, which is even worse for them. So I got Green Bay in a landslide. Yeah, me too. Uh, I don't know about a landslide, but Aaron Rodgers landslide is not going to allow Kirk or Kirk Cousins to get one over on him right now. Yeah, the not, number one, the happen. number one quarterback in the league will not allow that. All right, so there's our picks. We only got one variation this week. Uh, so go Bills. That's that's the theme for the week. Go Bills. Go Bills. And here I am thinking for sure, Mister Gray, that you were going. Thought you were going with the Rams. Ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up the Pick'em. And now, for the hometown local spotlight. Y'all know what time it is. Once you hear this, you just know. You know? It go. Uh, uh. Okay. It go. All right, here we go. Hometown Spotlight. Uh, covering a little bit of ASU. We got some Suns talk. I'm bringing them. Talk about the Diamondbacks. D-backs. You guys can't see it at home. I guess you guys can see it at home from the video earlier. I'm in baseball gear today. Uh, all baseballed out during the offseason. Uh, I was looking at the ASU baseball schedule and uh, looking to make it out to the ballpark there to watch uh, the Sun Devils play baseball this year. And so I got into a baseball kind of mood, so I got my Rockies hat on today. Nice. I've got uh, a shirt from uh, Baseballism, a nice company out of uh, Portland, Oregon. All of their clothing is baseball-related. I got one of their shirts on. Um, but here's what I got for you guys in the hometown spot there. So we got ASU, we got Suns, we got some D-backs, and uh, wrap up with some cards. 
But starting off with the boys in Tempe, uh, here's what we got going on over at ASU. Jaden Daniels was named Freshman All-American this year. So uh, shout out to our boy Jaden. Uh, Brandon Ayuk was also named an All-American this past week. So two of uh, two of Herm's guys um, getting some recognition for great seasons. And again, that whole Jaden Daniels piece, uh, a lot more of that to come um, as he just wrapped up his freshman year. Um, reminder, we got the Sun Bowl going on on the New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve afternoon game, Florida State ASU. That one's in El Paso. Uh, talked a lot about, about about that last week and some of the storylines going on with that game. Uh, but to me, the bottom, the main storyline is Herm's got to get his first um, playoff win uh, under his belt and uh, kind of crack the code on the Sun Bowl for the Sun Devils and uh, get one out there in El Paso. That'll be huge for uh, Herm, huge for the guys. And a huge from a recruiting piece. And speaking of recruiting wave, did you hear that Chad Ocho Cinco's son has signed with the Sun Devils? Sun Chad Johnson Devils Jr. Signed Chad Johnson Jr. Yeah, Ocho Cinco's son is coming to Tempe. He's a 6'2", 180-pound wide receiver out of L.A., Cathedral High School out there. And uh, he's going to be uh, suiting up for the Sun Devils. Ocho Cinco's son, um, I, I was kind of reading a little bit about it, and it's because Herm runs a uh, pro-style offense. Yeah. And, and and the relationship that Herm Edwards has with Ocho Cinco, not directly coaching him, but throughout time they kind of built a good relationship. Uh, Chad Johnson Sr. has a lot of respect for Herm and the way he's running his program. So that helped ASU get this uh, this wide receiver out of uh, L.A., Ocho Cinco's son, Chad Johnson Jr. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing the talent that he does bring, and I love the fact that Herm Edwards is creating these opportunities for the Sun Devils. Absolutely, and just imagine Jaden Daniels throwing right. the ball down yeah. the field to this kid. 6'2", 180 pounds, um, going to be another big target for him to hit. Um, and it's, it's great, especially with the draft. And obviously, there's people that are leaving. And so, you know, obviously, none of the receivers, like Ayud has, Ayud, not, yeah. has not committed. But um, Benjamin has made the commitment yes. that he's going to enter the draft. So, this is just a good, another talented target for Jaden Daniels to have. Um, and that ASU offense is definitely looking to improve on last season's let's, results. Let's get this Sun Bowl win. And then get excited for next season. Let's go. Let's go. All Let's right. Go. So tune in. New Year's Eve. Uh, Sun Devils in the Sun Bowl against Florida State. All right. So looking on the, on the hardwood here, the Phoenix Suns. Uh, we've talked about the last few weeks about how they've just been consistent. And consistently, what I mean by that is consistently 500. No, but they have fallen week over week. They've actually played their way out of the uh, NBA playoffs at this point, right? So they've fallen from 8th to 10th. They've only won three out of their last 10 games. Uh, last night, uh, they lost to the Clippers, got their asses handed to them by 21 points, 99 to 120. Yes, Devin Booker being out does hurt them a lot, but they also got back DeAndre Ayton last night. And uh, so we kind of lost Booker, brought Ayton back. Uh, Ayton had, had a nice first night, 18 points, 12 rebounds, 3 assists. So he was looking good. And what I loved about it is he, he was looking confident too. And he, was, he wasn't hesitant to be involved. Matter of fact, every time he had the ball, he was almost looking to have an opportunity to score. So his confidence is still there even though he sat out 
um, on suspension the last 25 games. Uh, nice to have him back in, hopefully get Booker back, and, and then start to see really what this Sun team looks like when they're fully healthy, uh, because right now these last 10 games have been tough to watch. Um, let's see here. Over to the Diamond. The Diamondbacks signed Madison Bumgarner. Huge statement by the Diamondbacks uh, bringing Bumgarner in. He, he actually took a discount to come here to uh, Arizona. Signed a five-year, $85 million contract. But when you see some of the other contracts that were signed ahead of him, um, you kind of wonder why he didn't get more money. Well, the reason was is he wanted to live in the Phoenix area. He likes the Scottsdale area. And him and his wife uh, actually have a place out here. They love Arizona. And uh, so he took a discount because he wanted to play in AZ. Told his, told his, uh, his, um, his agent that uh, his number one place was Arizona. They made it happen. And Madison Bumgarner is uh, coming to the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, last piece here, the cards. Not a lot to talk about with the Cardinals. Uh, they did get a win, but um, they're not good. They're not good, man. It's been a tough season to watch so far. Um, I guess there's some bright lights every now and again. But uh, and, and if you want to look at a bright light, they beat the Browns, the struggling Browns, the imploding Browns, the, the terrible Browns. Cleveland Browns. They beat the Browns. But it's a win for the Cardinals. Team. That's your hometown spotlight, unless my man Wade has anything to jump in here. I do, I do, I do. Ladies and gentlemen, everyone out there listening, again, please make sure you just reach out. Wavy and Great Podcast, if there's anything you want us to shout out, um, again, this is the spotlight. This is your own segment for us to shout you guys out. Any business you have, um, anything that you're doing out there, please give us the opportunity. Shoot over to our website, our I'm sorry, our Twitter, our Facebook, our Instagram. Even send us an email. It is wavy gray podcast at gmail.com. That is W A V Y G R A Y. P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. So wavy, great podcast. Um, but yeah, man, that is going to do it for us here, Gray. An amazing episode 12, the dozenth episode. It is awesome. And Lucky number 13 is next week. That's right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you guys then. Go Broncos. Go Sun Devils. And go Packers. Let's Go! And for you guys, we got a little slick Rick taking us out. Have a good day. This is Wavy. I'm great. Thanks for listening. I'm trying to claim things I haven't earned honest, man. Slick Rick and I'm guessing on this jam. But keep diving on the Twitter gram, trying to help raise all you to me. Take the road to rake his face to smack, and help clean up this man. Reputation of